Tonight we have Min. I should have asked you if I was saying that right before yeah. we even hit. No, that's perfect. Okay, good. I thought it was. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not the greatest with even my wife's name. so Don't even worry about it. I actually went by, uh, like, all my uh, childhood friends call me Ming. But I just got tired of uh, correcting people. I was like, ah, just Min. And then in the military, people actually know me by uh, Ted. So <laughs> for uh, Ted Nugent. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. All right. So I guess do you want to give us, we didn't do our little intro. We're supposed to do an intro. I'm Casey with Sith Marketing. We have my co-host over here that's working on his computer. Weird audio problems suddenly. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Min Wen. Uh, I work for a company called Mixbook. Awesome. So I guess, do you want to give us a little bit of your history? I know you've been in the industry Ooh. for, I think, even longer than I have. Uh, I think about the same time. I feel It feels like, um, uh, let's see, I started out uh, actually with a graphic design company uh building websites and one of my clients came up to me and it's like hey uh do you know anything about seo and i said i have no idea but i'll figure it out and uh and then that's just how it kind of started in the black hat world or well it, it wasn't considered black hat at the time it was just like that's what you did right yeah um and then i met uh tony right of right mc joined his team um then decided I wanted to try out the corporate thing. So worked at Hilton. Um, and then the pandemic happened. Uh, so went on to FedEx. And then from FedEx over to um, my current company, Mixbook. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a long, you went corporate. Wow. You've been in corporate for a while then. It, it feels like forever, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I spent two and a half years in corporate and you know, it's I'm a different beast. It <laughs> is a totally different beast. You know, there's parts where I miss um, uh, the agency world and just being on your own. Um, and then there's other times where I'm like, I don't, I don't miss the long hours. Right? Yeah. You still have long hours in corporate, but it's, it's different. Right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, Kevin, you still having issues? You look lost. No, no. I was just, um, I had gotten thrown off before. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, so, um, so you said you were getting uh, really interested lately in, uh, in uh, TikTok and search. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, like my wife, she, I mean, she's on it like, like crazy. And I, I'm like, I've become one of those where I like new technology like that. I'm just like, whatever. You know, um, don't feel like getting on another platform. And one day um, she was like, yeah, I, I got this TikTok about thrifting. It's in the Dallas area. And, you know, like, I want to go do this. I'm like, wow, like it was that targeted. And she and we actually went out and gone thrifting because of that. And so because of that, I was like, all right, um, let me see what's it about. Uh, started, I installed it. Um, started checking it out and talked to my coworkers about about it as well and like how how it just sucks you in with uh, just how targeted and how um, 
really on point with some of the the just the content that you receive right and so uh i started using it and i was and i can see now why it's so um popular right it, it it's when it comes to like search you know like where google wants the authority google wants to see that trust you get that immediate hit right there right somebody says they're a doctor or a lawyer you don't i'm not even vetting these people but i already believe because of the way that they're talking right they're already like uh, experts in the field just by the way they're uh they just built that trust right away and it's just something that you can't easily replicate at least i find uh when with the blog post right because everybody's used to the uh ai generated content and they you can kind of tell right what what's ai generated and what's um just like just listicles and stuff like that and so um so seeing that in TikTok, being able to do that is is insane uh, to me and uh, and not even having to search and here's all these products already just being pushed to me without it really being pushed to me and then uh so I, I just did more searches on it and i found um there's even a black cat world in there right that people are creating uh millions of different well i don't know millions but a uh, tons of different accounts and it's like this the one that I saw was like this uh, weight loss story of this lady, and it's and and I think I remember seeing it many many moons ago, and then um, and then I ran into that account like fifty times. It was like the same lady, same story, and then just just filled with that type of content. And um, uh, I'd imagine they're they've at least made some sales out of that thing, but um, yeah. So that, that's just what fascinates me about it. Um, I think I don't think it's going to replace search, but I think I think it might steal a lot of share from from Google for from an eyeball standpoint. Yeah, yeah, because I could see it. Well, like YouTube and Instagram Reels, they're fighting to keep up with it. It's you know, it's it's I would I want to say it's crazy how fast it took off because it ain't been around as long as them, but it jumped and launched off you know and i just i i don't i don't understand how uh, it could go that fast right like um just with uh whatever they did I, I mean with the dance videos initially and um and so now seeing uh how much it's taken off and how much it influences people man <laughs> yeah well, I mean, you see the power of YouTube and right, and the rabbit holes, uh, and and I realized when I was looking at it that basically they they took the like when you're watching a video, you might have like 15 minutes or an hour or whatever you're watching, uh, but there's there's only certain parts of it that you really like. Oh, that's the part, right? And that's what they did is they like got people to just hey condense it, just give me the the golden nuggets of the video. Yeah, uh, that yeah. part I'm like wow. Now you get people creating volumes and volumes and volumes of it. Um, and what's their time dedication to make a video? Right. You know, like certain things that I've been testing out uh, is seeing like if we could replicate the um, the popular videos and create content off of that um, and see, you know, like, hey, can we do the the buzzfeed of TikTok, right um and it's had mixed results well you know we'll see but um uh 
I'm hoping to try to at least replicate that because I feel like it's hard to to actually find that content when you need it, right? When you're like, hey, I need to know about this recipe or this particular um, <clears throat> yeah thing that I learned and I can't quite recall it and I and going to have to scroll through different TikToks or search for it is, is just not as seamless as the uh, Google experience. So I think there's an opportunity there, but um, who knows? We'll see. They have that feature where you can like um, take someone's existing content and do your own thing with that, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love that feature. Um, I, I'm, I'm starting to get sucked into a little bit, um, but the, I can, yeah, that, that stuff, I, I love those, sti uh, the, uh, the stitches that they have in there. Yeah. Stitches. Oh, yeah. okay. That's yeah. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Dude, um, one of my accounts just got approved for ten minute videos. Oh wow. Yeah. And so I I mean I haven't tried to make any ten minute videos on there yet, just because in my head TikTok's a one minute max type of game. But I'm Probably in the next week or two, I'm going to do at least one or two 10-minute videos just to see. I, I feel like, because I, I do get like um, marketing content, which is surprising because I, I never I never said anything, right? Uh, and so, um, and, and to see like the content getting pushed over, like I think there's an opportunity there, right? Like there, there's just so much uh, ways that you can... Um, take advantage of that. I just, uh, I don't want to get into having to sell clients and whatnot, but I think it's a totally a, a good opportunity to build a, um, a following there. Um, if you, if you want to put in the work, right. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the ability to, to build up knowledge quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were always told as marketers, Hey, you know, put your knowledge out and like yeah. gain that trust. I mean, that's it's beautiful. Um, I, I like I love the innovation in there. Yeah. The, um, so um, you were um, you've also talked about hold on, this one. This one got me. Uh, is it you did a site audit to get a job, or is that like what was you that know? About? So like um, so uh, after the <laughs> pandemic, you know the the whole industry went kaput. Uh, for the hospitality, right? And so um, I, I think we talked about it a little bit, um, uh, put on furlough and then got laid off um, and, you know, competing with every single marketer out there in the Dallas area was just uh, just a no-go, right? It was, it was tough. Like, I mean, I must have interviewed. I, I know I put out like about 100 um, uh, applications, um, I didn't want to work remotely or um, anywhere else. I wanted to be in Dallas. I wanted to be in person. Um, and so all, all the places were pretty much around uh, the Dallas area. And um, and I just, like, I was not getting any bites, right? It was, it was tough. And so I decided, you know what? Um, I'm going to show people what I can do. I'm just going to do a site audit. Uh, do a uh, entire marketing audit, uh, show them like where I think, you know, as if, you know, I was going to uh, do their marketing for them. And um, 
did the presentation and whatnot. And instead of a cover letter, that's what I sent. Um, and so uh, every single one uh, that I did for that, I got an interview and I made it to the final rounds. Um, at the place that I landed within, uh, like I was speaking with the VP over at FedEx and in 14 minutes, he was like, um, I don't normally do this, but um, uh, I'm ready to hire you. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, cool. This is awesome, right? And just from that, uh, uh, doing that, I found it was just easier to have that conversation to show them like, hey, here's the problems that I see with it. Um, here's, you know, um, all, all the different things that I know how to do and fix, right? Uh, and um and just being on the interviewer side right uh if at in my past experience um i know not a lot of people are doing that right so it just kind of sets you apart and i was able to negotiate a higher rate i think um i know definitely um so uh after fedex i decided uh to put out some feelers um and uh and did kind of the same thing for this other company, the Mixbook, right? Um, and did the same exact thing and uh, got the interview. It was it was pretty seamless, um, and got myself a pretty decent raise from that. So I think uh, if anything, yeah, if you if you know your stuff, do the site audit. You know, especially if it's a company that you want to work for. Definitely, if it's a company that's just like. Um, not really ready to hire i wouldn't do it for but uh the ones that you just like you kind of get a sense like you know that they're hiring you've you uh you know um i, I definitely recommend that uh, man that's brilliant you're starting the conversation on something that's near and dear to them you know uh, it's right into the technical and they want to hear it like yeah give me your give me your info <laughs> yeah i like I, I wish i did that in the past I don't know why I didn't think about it, but because uh, I've always done like the save your portfolio stuff and show your past work, but just never really done anything that was like, all right, I, I'm I'm really going to do a side audit. Not like, a, uh, you know, I'd, I'd spend probably about two hours, two to three hours on it, you know, doing the screaming frog, um, going through all the different, uh, you know, uh, there's all the different lists that people have. I just have my own version of that. I'm sure you guys have your own version of that too, right? And so, yeah. I think sometimes those those moments of need, we forced to innovate. You know? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. the heck? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you uh, really. you built up uh, you built up the teams over at uh, Right AMC, the hiring, and um, you had a pretty good process going. Um, yeah, I miss I miss that uh, sometimes, uh, and then. Um, I realized I, I just I don't like managing people anymore. <laughs> right. Like I like building like I like managing people that really, really love this stuff, right? Obviously, right? Like uh, that's what you want. The people that are really passionate. Um but and yeah. See it's you don't want to train up from the bottom. You want someone who's already like invested and go, okay, let me let me show you the extra. I don't, you know, like I think about it every time, like uh, there's people that I run into and they're not just not sure. And I'm happy to show them like, Hey, you know, here's, here's what it's at. But then, you know, you meet the Courtney, uh, Courtney Cox is someone who worked for uh, right MC. Um, 
uh, and uh, you know, she's just like picks it up, right? Th those people, um, they're just so fun to work with, right? Like you, uh, like you just know who's passionate and who's not, right? So. Yeah, and those that's are the that, people like try and stop them, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that's that's the funny thing is like I find it, just in corporate and in general, like uh, with like agencies, like there's you know like who's really passionate about it and like um, and who aren't, and like just even just having that gumption, you're going to be like ninety nine percent better, uh, uh, more equipped and well uh uh do well in your career just by having that right um yeah and those people are motivating when you get around people yeah. who like really wants to do it it's not it's not like if i'm surrounded by people that are like they're i mean the business side is important you're like yeah. you know getting all the numbers but um if no one's like yeah hey look have you seen this data I'm like all right let's get into this you know uh, I mean, like, that's, that's why, like, you know, I mean, like, I, you know about what happened to me at a previous company. Uh, <laughs> and like, it, it was like that, right? It was like, man, like, nobody cares. Uh, uh, the agency doesn't care. They're, they're really just, um, just spending money for the sake of money. And then nobody, nobody knows and is none the wiser, right? Um, and so, like, <laughs> you know, that that threw me out for for a roller coaster. And I think, um, I think, just being able to be like, hey, I mean, just look at this. Like, does this make logical sense? Like, you know, you're we're saying that this generates, you know, 70 percent of your revenue just this campaign. Like, if that's the case, right, then we should be <laughs> increasing it more, a hundred percent. But. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, what do you like keeping like a, keeping an agency honest, right? I mean, most people are trying to they're not going into like into a work to uh, to do a bad job, but some people are, you can just uh, I guess what would be when you're how do you keep them honest and how do you like without hmm. like without putting them on the uh, defensive and going I don't trust you, you know? man. I think I'm I, I do I feel like I messed up in some ways in in that aspect, right? Because like. It, at least in the context of what we're talking about, the agencies that I've talked to, right, uh, specifically in uh, in this case, um, like definitely you want to start on the right foot. And I, I definitely tried, uh, you know, you want to get their perspective because like you look in my closet, right? I've got tons of skeletons where it's like, yeah, I should have probably taken yeah. care of that, but I didn't prioritize it. Or like, actually, I totally missed that in hindsight, right? That happens, I think, to everybody. Um, and so I, I like to take that approach first is just like, hey, let's just let's just have a talk and like, let's see what we were working on, what we we're prioritizing on and get on the same page. Um, and unfortunately, in the case that we had, it was like, I could definitely feel the hostility right off the bat. Like, I think they knew, like, uh, hey, like, because I, I asked for certain reports and they never, you know, never had those, uh, anybody asked for those. Um, and so uh, in, in that instance, it was like, okay, well, we just need to look at, okay, what was done? What were you guys contractually ob uh, obligated to do and what was actually done? Unfortunately, um, 
that that for that particular agency they um they just dropped the ball um but for me like what i like to make sure that to keep people accountable is right just proper metrics right uh, that's the simple way to just like we have a way to gauge performance and this is the way we do it um when i'm finding out mostly in uh corporate america and uh, at least in the companies that i've worked with um they just don't have even the analytics set up right right like hey basic conversion tracking like what happened here right like it's super broken this is why you have no idea this agency is driving up um all all these uh, uh bids for your brand and of course you're getting revenue from it because it's your brand they're bidding heavily on it but if you if you just if you knew that you take that out and you look at the non-branded stuff right um then it's like oh yeah you haven't had a conversion in years <laughs> uh, well it's probably not that extreme but um i know of uh, again certain companies that i've worked with um where i mean that's part of the model is just simply bidding up brand and and uh most companies are none the wiser and so just being able to put put a spotlight on that and say what what are our real goals here are we trying to drive overall uh revenue does that look is that okay if it's through a branded channel right like for me, like, you know, you and I, we've had the performance marketing background. And so like, we're like, we're fine with the branded, but we usually like uh, say, Hey, this is, this is a brand side. This is non-branded. This is what we're really focused on. Right. Um, yeah. Taking so, into context. So. Yeah. And then, so for me, when I talk to agencies or vendors, um, like show me how you improve non-branded performance how you've done it, where's the increment and uh, incremental revenue there. That's when it's like the conversation you kind of already kind of can get a feel, right? Um, at least that's how I, I like to look through it from that standpoint. Um, uh, more often than not, uh, at least from the, like my current company, I can tell you uh, looking through different vendors, um, most of the times they, they're just doing the bare minimum right uh, and you already know off the bat and it's not even t an accountability standpoint it's just like basic um services right like hey you said you guys delivering a report where's that report or like here's the project timeline you know like uh, you missed this deadline what happened here you know like uh, so um, at least that's been my experience lately uh, fortunately that's getting better which is always <laughs> great Good. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people like, if you've been anywhere near like the data points of, uh, of, of marketing and you get into conversations with an agency and they, and it seems like fluff and then you ask a question and then this goes on for months and you never quite get an answer. It's like your gut, you just have to like, um, but especially if like, Hey, can you get me this report from day one? And that's never delivered <laughs> even every single meeting oh man oh man that i'm i'm reliving trauma right now <laughs> uh. i was uh, i was uh, at a uh, dfwsem uh, meeting one of the other board members uh, jenna she just you know she's like i just i'm, I'm dealing with this agency and i and i've got 
questions and she's big in analytics and i'm like it just seems like total like you know like um it doesn't BS. seem right yeah it <laughs> just feels like a, i'm like she just rattles it off i'm like I'm like yeah everything that you said your gut's right there's nothing if they can't answer the next I don't need a person to have to be right. I don't need a person to be uh, to already have the answer, but yeah. just, you know, showing progress. Cool. You know, put your labor into something. All right, let's change Now I've got new KPIs that you're not used to. It's cool. We can work together on it. But if there's no change in uh, over a period of time, I, what, what can I, what are we going to yeah. do? I'm sorry. It's just, all right, it's my, no, no. Like, I mean, I'm thinking about like, you made me think about like, more often than not, the the agencies and the people that I've worked with um, that that are really, really good, that it's accountability is not even a factor at that point is like the ones that just are able to talk about the negative, right? Like, hey, we're down. And here's why, right? Here's, here's what we I think we should be doing. Um, you know, and, and sometimes just being straight up like, yeah, this is a miss. And, and then that's where, you know, that's the trust. That's the, you know, really establishing that. Um, Cause right at the end of the day, you, you can't win them all. Not, not in this business. Right. Like um, hopefully you don't have too many losses, but right. Like, uh, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think that's where, uh, the agencies and the people that I've worked with uh, really excel is just like, yeah, here, here's, here's the poop and here's what we're going to do about it. Right. Uh, just right up front. Yeah. And I, I think uh, to your point, like reporting is, it's part of a part of a sales, you know, continual sales, uh, selling the value of what we're doing. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's good for an agency to do that. Sometimes we can get too focused on the problems. But if they're never concerned about the problems, what problem are you solving? You know, it, it's so <laughs> weird. And like, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, like you get some really good salesmen um, and, you know, and rarely do I get sold on it. But like some of them are like really adept in, in our in our field and they can sell it. And it's like, yeah, here's your team and everything. And then you get onboarded. And then a week later, it's a whole different team. <laughs> like what? What happened? Yeah, man, look like, at the smoke yeah. and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> like my service just changed, and we just locked into a six-month contract. What the heck? <laughs> so yeah, um, I can be a sucker for a really good sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> so. <sighs> So sorry, to, sorry, the trauma. I've been, no, I've been in no, the moment. No. So. Now, now I've um, yeah, like. Thank you. I really like you. Definitely helped me out there. Um, I'll never like uh, forget forget how much you helped me out with just working through some of the agencies. Just like uh, for lack of a better word, I mean, like they 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 perfected some of these enterprise level vendors have perfected just psychological warfare, right? Like because yeah. like they've locked in they've locked in already on the uh especially if it's an agency that's just has years of it uh with the company they know the levers to pull and so and so they can play an ambiguity world 
all day long and and you helped me out and just like am i the crazy one here because i don't feel like it but i am going crazy just trying to look at these numbers and they're not adding up and then finally realizing oh you guys made up a whole entire new form of math to calculate revenue <laughs> yeah i i never oh. so i've i've felt pushed back like you know being being in paid like it's a what have you done for me lately there's always numbers and there's always someone like you know there's one person might be really like oh okay that's great uh i don't i don't need that and then someone's gonna go hey what about this this is okay so you have to be ready for those uh, and then people going through change history logs hey what have yeah. you done you know all these kind of questions and I never occurred to me that you could completely flip that around and almost weaponize it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, overuse that term. I don't know, but like to use, oh, look at the change. Look at look at numbers. Look at all yeah. this stuff. I, I'm. It, it was almost. <laughs> it was. It was a oh. brilliant report that, of like of obfuscation. I yeah. just. What, two weeks of staring like what is well, something is not right i can't get it anyway. especially in a in a if you have an organization that that's just does not have confidence in their numbers like really like across the board with the marketing data and the financial mm -hmm. data right the financial data is usually pretty pretty good right uh, but when it translates from marketing into uh finance it's like these agencies they'll just like oh are you sure you want to do that they'll do the high pressure stuff too it's insane how high pressure it is like yeah if you if you shut this down like i don't know we can't be accountable for the revenue loss right like you're gonna have to sign some paperwork you know like it's like no shut this off shut it off i guarantee <laughs> i guarantee you'll be okay right like it's not doing anything for you um Oh my so, god, that's really good client services. Yeah. But it's flipped around as a oh my god. Yeah, they, they, they all those different tactics um, that they'll do, uh, and and especially in the affiliate marketing world, right? Um, like with some of the, uh, I mean, like nothing against uh, affiliate marketers, right? I think uh, I I love the ones that are really doing it, but the ones that are ruining it, just like a black hat, oh, some of the black hat SEOs that are really just ruining um it for a lot of people um right they will they've they've come up with the ways like some have like their own like uh uh what's it called chrome extension and they'll inject their code right into the the buyer process and then uh companies are none the wiser they just see oh yeah this is generating revenue and it's like no that revenue is already yours <laughs> now yeah. you're just paying them for the for the honor <laughs> yeah <laughs> affiliates yeah. know that their industry deserves their reputation yeah, you know but... <laughs> i've been told going to, to affiliate conferences like i'm invited out there by uh, adam reamer to multiple yeah. he's always like do not tell them any of your client names anyone you work with do not tell yeah. anyone just <laughs> like what <laughs> like That's just good advice. not going into it just it's like all right <laughs> Adam's another one with uh, just, you know, great advice. Uh, somebody that'll definitely give you straight up. Here's what you need to be focused on. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't pull punches. Yeah. Um, see, we're going to get into, um, hold on, let me, let me to go through the, uh, oh, yeah, that's right, the, uh, the helpful content update. 
man, it's all the rage right now, right? Yeah, like, um, you know, um, so I, I was actually worried about that because um, I, I thought based on the questions and things like that, looking at it and like, we've got quite a bit of content uh, that we probably need to uh, be worried about. And um, honestly, for, for, for our experience right now, and uh, not only with uh, my company's website, but uh, other websites that I've been uh, monitoring, um, it's been pretty quiet. It's like, are we, is it done yet? Is, you know, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, like, I'm just waiting for the hammer to fall, right? And, um, uh. <laughs> yeah, I know Google started rolling out their core update this week and i'm wondering if those are going to kind of coincide and be a little bit more drastic as the weeks roll out because yeah. i like all the websites that i've been monitoring not nah, i mean i have a couple of test sites that are not helpful content related at all and they're still doing fine so there's got to be something happening long term that's going to roll that out more it, it kind of reminds me of like the uh when google is like hey mobile right where everybody gets your mobile stuff ready and it's like ah, let's put it off put it off and then bam <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah That's um, kind of it does feel like that yeah I, i'm just like it my... was like slow 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 and then all of a sudden flip and if you're not there you're done you're done uh-huh yeah um and this one uh like being a, a site-wide penalty like or uh, what they didn't say penalty but like a site-wide uh fair, i can't remember what they said but yeah um like that right there uh keeps me up at night right like did we do enough for our content like what like because like if you actually look at the serps like for me um just objectively speaking any like i'm getting search fatigue right like i'm tired of like running into like those listicles that this does not provide really any value like i i, I could take that topic put it into ai and get the same type of content right it's yeah. there, and so yeah. uh, and it's just like the whole serp and i can see where what where google is coming from and and i'm like I think, objectively speaking, a lot of the content that I'm managing right now uh, could be better, right? Um, and so uh, I, I really don't I, – I know what we should be doing, but I don't know if it's actually going to make an impact because, like, how do you prove uh, real authority, right? Like, at least um, – for the, the stuff that I'm writing about or the, the stuff that content that we're producing, um, right. The mostly like, how, how do you know that I'm a, a legit photographer, for example, right. Or somebody that can talk about psychology. Um, uh, you just can't really, really generate that without having a, a person on staff. Right. Yeah. How do you think, uh, do you think that feeds into, uh, to eat? I, th I think it does um but i mean here we are and the the everything's fine right the sky isn't falling so right um 
I have to sit around you like and and read the <laughs> I, I since I don't do SEO, this all right. is all like Oh yeah, so um basically essentially like from what google is saying is like is is this content actually helping uh, the user right uh is it actually uh providing value like would you write this anyway despite uh search right would you write this for users um and and objectively speaking like i just want to say uh for uh we just we just started our content marketing, I just uh, with the with my company and just trying to really build that up. And I'd say if I were to objectively look at all the content that we've produced, um, honestly, it, it doesn't, right? It, it just doesn't do that. Um, and so, uh, and again, when I look at uh, to me looking at other sites and stuff, I think we've all been trained to just kind of create long form listicles because that's what Google's showing. And um, how do you morph that? And we're thinking like first party data, right? Getting surveys, getting, um, uh, just doing stuff ourselves, literally like, Hey, let's buy this thing that people are doing, uh, wanting, wondering about, we'll buy it, we'll review it. So if it's a new iPhone or if it's a new um, thing, we'll just tell them our perspective. Right. Um, but, at the same time, we're like, do we want to invest in that? Because um, nothing's happening and nothing feels like, uh, you know, uh, our competitors are definitely doing the AI form content. And, and it's like, uh, are we going to actually beat that? Right. So, yeah, I read, I read so much content and then, uh, but it's, I'm seeing so many things that are just little, I'm like, ah, oh, this is like a beat down to read. Am I getting anything out of this? Um, and then many of them like, it, it was there any creativity behind it? Um, was, or could an AI have just read off a bunch mm -hmm. of stats and then repeated lines from elsewhere? Yeah. Um, those ones are like killing me. And I'm, uh, but um, some ideas that we, I get, Casey, you want to, uh, what was the, uh, um, the one last night? The, um, I'm trying to remember. Dude, my gosh, it, night. I know um, <laughs> the uh, the brackets. Oh, she did. <laughs> she basically took her bottom twenty five products that she had and created like a March Madness bracket. Hmm. And if your bracket was unbroken, then you got the winning product for life. Huh. And it was a high usage product. So wow. it would have been costly. But if you ran the numbers right, there was no chance of everybody winning it. But they did videos, content, and really pumped up this whole bracket and run sales for the winners for each bracket for a week. And wow. like flew their sales through the roof. One that was not even one of the bottom 25s ended up being a bestseller until this business shut down. Oh, wow. For like four years. So it was, it was something like, I, I had never thought about that, <laughs> but you're talking, it costs them really nothing except making some videos, <laughs> you know, and have a voting poll system. 
Stuff that was, was amazing. All, uh, yeah, this was, and you, you'd relate with this. This is about, they were, um, they were doing vape. Uh, and it was flavors. They couldn't get rid of some of the lower end volume of like inventory, right? People didn't want some of these. So they started having brackets, like right? your March Madness, to where people could take flavors like uh, and and start like putting <laughs> like and so awesome. people would vote on these. Yeah. So people just started creating like tons and tons of their own content for it. Um, wow. Like they were they were people said people were getting super competitive and everything. I, Dude, and this was like, what did she say, like four or five years ago? Yeah. Wow. I couldn't even imagine what that would do on TikTok today. Oh. You know? User-generated content just from that on TikTok. You guys want to stay at, start a vape company and find out? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, because like that, like many moons ago, right, uh, I figure out a way to advertise vape products when they were banned on Google AdWords, right? Uh, the way way I did it was um, we create just a basically a mirror uh, website that just it would just talked like it, it almost looked like a press release, and you could you just click that press release, and then it takes you to the the store with all the vapes, and then um, and then you could you could uh, purchase and whatnot, and so. The, the clicks were like 10 cents a click for, you know, like vape juice and all this stuff. Right. And it was, uh, oh it was, God. it was fantastic. I remember the client coming in and handing out like a, a thousand bucks to everybody. <laughs> Just like, it was like, we ended up, well, uh, we had to give it back because we couldn't legally take that. Uh, but, um, uh, but you, you're, I think you're onto an idea right here. Like, uh, yeah, let's like bracket it up with the TikTok, right? Like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. And that's helpful because people. I mean, we we know that Google looks at click through rate on organic. They have to be looking at other factors. They see how long you're on a site, um, so they've got to have indicators that people are like checking out halfway through your your article. Um, if it's not useful, all right, that's got to. I mean, that's my guess. Um, yeah, but I, I could see that being, you know, like definitely a, a viral thing, right? Like, huh? Yeah, people are showing you this is this is insanely helpful to me, even if it's not, even if it's not solving a problem. It's <laughs> like entertainment. Oh heck yeah! I mean, because now you're invested, like fantasy yeah. fantasy sports. Uh, you know, Vegas figured out this is like people who do not care about football are like watching as many games as possible. Cause they've got their players and all over the place on different, like, <laughs> okay, this is. Uh, uh, so, um, but I've, I've thought about, um, I thought about a lot of it and, um, you know, if you're coming in trying to write an article as a landscaper, um, mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of a lot of its agencies writing this, or trying to, you know, we've got a, a content writer sitting down. What are we going to write about? How are we going to make this interesting? But uh, I think in a lot of times, you know, the idea is that you know, in that area, if it's a if it's a landscaper, they have very specific plants that are likely to be there. They have very specific weather patterns. They have very specific weather that's coming up soon. Um, you know, so the zip codes, the the types of plants there, all the localized information, because like if a storm hits, 
uh, and your um, or or drought hits, but you could already see that weather cycle. Like looking at that area, um, like there's there's sites for it. Um, and go, okay, what's the weather coming up for that? Well, when the weather hits, um, everyone else's traffic is going to flatline, and you're suddenly relevant because people have a problem. They're looking for it. I, I don't know. Hmm. Just you know, thinking about it as if we were the client. Because I think this is this is the problem. How am I going to make something unique for uh, which hasn't been written fifteen hundred times you know, already? Like one of my first clients, and I still uh, I still manage him to kind of uh, is a carpet cleaning company um, here in Dallas, and and yeah, I was like when we first started out, I was like this is what we need to do is we need to write a ton of content about. Uh, carpet cleaning and uh, at the time he was one of the few that was writing like you know uh just all the different tips and tricks of like getting stain different types of stains out and then it just like it just blew up right like people were writing content left and right left and right and um and now uh he's reached out and it's like you know i feel like i've written everything that would possibly write i've built out all the uh, local listings that we can potentially build out. Um, what next? And like, man, like put that content on TikTok because that's that's all. I, that's the best I can get for you right now because I, I honestly don't know. Right? Like, if you don't know and you're not like reviewing or doing, you know, that you can where you can you have enough time to do that, then start making some videos, right? Because um, that's where everybody's going or it feels like they're going. So you, you at least take, yeah. lay some claim there. Yeah, you, know? you should watch it. We got a video from a few weeks ago from uh, Sarah Ciala. Sarah Ciala, uh, that's correct the name again. Um, sorry, Sarah. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah um, who did one uh, like talking about TikTok and she said, um, they do auto dealerships, but she said, we have, our, we have them three to four videos minimum a week. Um, don't worry about like high production value get get your repair people get your service people get just the people in the company like personalize it just making fun little things you're not you know 15 seconds then and we're running they're running 14 day campaigns on ads um wow. these are yeah. and it's it's you know the temporary web idea it's gone people are like yeah. they may see it once they may have seen it at at max twice it's gone from history so who cares so just keep putting that stuff out whatever's happened in the past you know, you know whoever's current that's the one that's getting out there yep yeah i was like huh. wow the paradigm shifts that are, yeah. are built into it i think you just gave me an idea of just like right like figure out like your best tips for your company your 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 best piece of advice, all that stuff, and just start those 15 second clips. Just go and do it, whatever it is. Right? I think it's a better. Torn carpet, a torn carpet, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, this is you know, laying down carpet. People are doing things. We okay, sorry, I didn't mean that. But 2020 showed <laughs> yeah. that we do not care. We want to see other people doing things. Yeah. My wife will watch for hours people pressure washing um, <laughs> and painting, cleaning cars, detailing things. She just, uh, it's cathartic for her. It's, yeah, the, it's the ASMR uh, effect, right? Like, um, like just that nice, it's clean now, right? 
we I think there's a whole jobs. thing on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my kids like they <laughs> they go off about, but we think of our jobs as boring because it's every day to us. Yeah. But I guarantee a plumber has so many things like a broken toilet that's got to be fascinating to people yeah. oh look what happened like pipes burst cool get it on video my you're, wife you're, yeah. i mean like yeah my wife she sent me um a uh laundry uh, issue like it was like uh tick tock about how um if your laundry has these certain issues this is what you need to do and it was like, like that. That's what we need to do, and we did it. And uh, now we don't have that issue anymore, right? Um, and it's Dude, just that's awesome. Constant, you know, content. Um, it, it's it's just super scary on how. Well, here here's the thing, right? There's also the other side that I think that where I'm like. Um, not anti TikTok, but where I'm like, uh, you know, like now it's, it's kind of lost its luster. Uh, it's, um, there's this alarmist, um, feed that just for any, any category, there's just this alarmist thing like, oh, you should watch out for this, or you should watch out for that. And the, the, the one that comes to mind is, uh, there's this guy, he, uh, shows a picture or, uh, shows, a. um, his car, daughter's car and there's a zip tie on the on the handle and he's like watch out for this you know if this means that you're you're this person's targeted uh, for for trafficking and whatnot and it's like is this something and so i don't know i had to google it i had to research it um i i, I don't know if, I, I can't conclude either way um but what i'll say is what i found was um uh it was like a uh one of those urban legends, a play on one of the ur urban legends, uh, where like they drew chalk in front of your uh, your sidewalk, and that meant like your house was ready for you know. So I don't know, but there was a lot of that stuff. Um, so that my wife will come to me and be like, eh, you know, hey, should we be worried about this? Uh, I I don't think so, but no. <laughs> right. so right so. Yeah. I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the, I mean, everything can eventually turn into clickbaity kind of like you know? environment uh, where yeah. we're like, oh my God, we have to look at this and worry. Um, there's a lot to worry about, you know, so <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to feed into that, but um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, that, I think the, I think there's so much material that to, uh, mm -hmm. to cover over there. I, I'm st everything I, I haven't been able to talk myself into doing it it's <laughs> you know um what i'll say is uh if you do um the first i think the first day um it's just gonna be like calibrating right but then once you start actually start liking things or how whatever you're using to how are they um gauging like it, it starts feeding you some pretty fantastic content i will say <laughs> I will say. Um, uh, oh, I've done. I've gotten on there yeah. a little bit now. For a while, mm -hmm. it it triggered my fly, my fight or flight response. It's like <laughs> oh, a video yeah. that come up with the noise. I'm like, whoa! But you know, yeah. um, but I, I started you know getting into it, and I was like, yeah. okay, I can see the appeal. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, 
we keep talking about filming on there. Casey, I guess, has done a little bit more. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah. uh, what do you think about it? Uh, it's, it's, I like it. Uh, it's, it, it's surprisingly, it's not like YouTube. Yeah. Or you, you can create, like, I did a couple videos on, like, whiskeys and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. And you can, it just shows you to people that are interested in that. It's not like you're yeah. trying to get people or build a, an audience. It just shoves you out there, which is really nice. And people will actually comment on your stuff. Like, I think my whiskey one, I think I got like 20 followers. But all nice. my videos are, some of them have over a thousand views with comments on them. And it's like, okay, if... I can do it, and it's not like I'm an active video guy. I'm more of like once every other month, I'll put yeah. something out there, and it still is good. So I need to get a little bit more serious about it and actually kind of play around with it and do some stuff for some clients on it and see if it works out. So huh. I'd, I'd love your tips on that because, like, that's, that's the one area at least – where I've been trying to figure out like how to like break that for or get into it for um, our company. I'm like, am I, I'm not even the right guy for this really, honestly. Right. Like most of our audience is uh, female. Uh, right. Like here's me, a guy mansplaining a whole bunch of different things. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, would not go well. So I'm curious, like uh, your thoughts on like how you'd break into that. But um so whiskey, I just I'm curious. I just learned about the uh, uh, Buffalo Trace. Uh, yeah. uh, what do you think about Buffalo Trace? <laughs> it's it. So Buffalo Trace makes a bunch of different products. Mm -hmm. The Buffalo Trace bottle is the easiest of them to get, and it's gonna sound horrible. It's a okay, but it. It's like it is their of the line yeah. bottle. Uh, it's good. Like most of the time, if, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but uh. I'll do a whiskey <laughs> lemonade with Buffalo Trace. Because, mm -hmm. but it's it's just really good with lemonade. Okay. Uh, they have uh, blends. If you get lucky and can find one of those at retail. Grab Could one. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like their top end bottle, like the the Pappy Van Winkles is all of their products, and they have a OFC which is old fashioned copper. It comes in a little a copper tube about a foot and a half tall. But wow. the re retail is like thirty six hundred dollars for that bottle. They make twenty five bottles a year. Wow. So it's it's crazy. And there is a secondary market for all of this stuff. So I'm obviously with anything there's always a we'll go with Black Hat World for everything. Yeah. So like because <laughs> like I mean I like whiskey, but I, I definitely don't um 
drink it often. I'm like, I'm a cheap whiskey. Like, I mean, I still like Jack Daniels, right? I, <laughs> Is there a problem with Jack Daniels? No, no. Like, but, no. Um, but I, I can't. Like, I've drink. Uh, I, I had some more expensive stuff. And I'm like, I can appreciate why this is so good, right? And mm. so all this to say is like, you have any recommendations? Let's say under 200. Is that like a, a good price? Yeah. Um, let's see. The Wellers. The Wellers. Stick away from, yeah. It, you can find Special Reserve if if you can find one of the others, like a Weller Antique or mm. Uh, the Weller Weller Elbier. If you can find either one of those, those are really good, but they're really hard to find. Uh, if you're, I'm trying Say to if think. I just walked right into any any uh, liquor store, what would you be grabbing or looking for that's at least moderately available? So, Whistle Pig. Whistle pig. Okay. Yeah, their eight year is really good. Alrighty. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh. Uh, tangent off. We talk about whatever. No. It's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, sir. I was just trying to figure yeah. out what Buffalo Trace was at first. I've never heard of it. Yeah, a friend of mine. Uh, he's he's celebrating his uh, anniversary, so we all went down and visit visit in Austin. Um, and I guess they're having trouble where he's living. And it's just a. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. So, really, okay. I don't. You don't have to answer this, or don't tell because we're live. But find a local small shop near you that does a lot of business. Mm-hmm. And every, if you're wanting to get into this world, every week you're going to buy something, and you just spend thirty minutes talking to the person. Okay. That's. that's I mean, I've got one shop that it, it was about a year of I I could tell you spouses' names, their names, ex-employees, their spouses' names, owners' names. I could tell you everything about them. But when they get something extremely freaking cool in, I get a text message about <laughs> nice. So, it's the higher end bottles. It's a relationship game. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. You, you can you can out money the system. You can, but if you're trying to be not spin an arm and a leg, because like okay, so Kevin, a bottle of Bland's retail is like seventy bucks. Secondary is like one twenty five. No. The Weller 12 year is 60 retail. It's 200 bucks aftermarket. Yeah. So if it's 200 when it hits stores across the city, like DFW, if it's outside of that season, it's like 220, 225. So you also got to kind of, there's key groups. That I, I add you to if you want to be really dive into this, because those dudes, especially you're you're on the Dallas side, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, well, North Dallas. I'm in Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're good. That's yeah. close enough. There's more stuff 
drops up side and does okay. over here on the forward side. Huh. So they put in those groups when stuff hit the shelf. If you just find one of the stores near you that you can take a five-minute drive to, most of the time you'll pick up a bottle. So nice. like Stag Juniors, you can get those when they drop. But as soon as somebody posts it, you got to be like, am I going or not? Because this is a, I've got six to ten minutes to get there before they're sold out. So I, I, I am that guy. I'm definitely that guy. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, like that's essentially what I do for my side hustle was uh, with board games. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah. yeah. We need to have a chat. We'll chat for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you may have to come to Fort Worth. Okay. We can have a, a drink or two. It's a deal. So, yeah. um, not to be that guy, but um, you were interested in uh, in uh, inflation. You know, <laughs> making uh, making profit during inflation. You. I well, so sorry. I don't know if this no, is no. awkward I, I, or completely derailing. No, no, no. Um, if I had a if I had a shot, I'd take one. But yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, no, I was thinking like right like. It's kind of the same thing uh, with with uh, the helpful content. Is it, it feels like you know inflation's going uh, at some point, right? I feel like the the market or people are just going to start s stop spending, right? Are you guys are you guys sensing that with your clients? Or I just feel like nothing has quite changed much, but it it really hasn't. You hear. People are talking about it, but I haven't really seen. There's one industry I know that's taking a hit, and it's it it was really good through COVID, but now that COVID yeah. is over, it's starting to take a hit. Um, because it almost yeah, feels not, like oh sorry yeah not really anything that i've seen I mean, there's all the other industries i've got fingers into now yeah just like with it seems like everything going on um and then it just feels like um people just paying the higher prices um and still doing kind of the same thing i think it's because like maybe it's like just the anti uh COVID of just like hey i don't want to not do anything i know what that's like i'm just gonna go out and do it because even i feel like that right like i'm like uh, do we want to skip another year of just not doing anything you yeah. know and like i want to see family friends do something but it's expensive but uh <laughs> I just got my uh, my updated booster shot, so um, mm -hmm. you know, and that you know, um, yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not hearing. So the conversations, you know, I'm hearing people talk about inflation. The biggest ones that I'm seeing is people going, "God, people, we can't throw enough people money at people to work." Like, there's a lot of service industry that yeah. are saying like, uh, "Warm body and warm body optional." Um, 
just whatever. Yeah. Uh, get them in the door, and they're th- just throwing money at people who. I, I don't care if you have experience. I mean, I like it, but um, and, and that's where that's the uh, the the big uh, change there. We drove by a Panda Express that put up a sign, fifteen to twenty four dollars an hour. Wow, plus bonuses. And I'm like, you're a fast food Panda Express. Uh, how? How? This could cost me twenty dollars. One person to eat at Panda Express when you're paying somebody that much. Yeah. Walmart. Uh, Walmart stopped being twenty four seven. Um. Yeah. I, I suspect that's a and it makes sense in a in a shorter and a tightening labor market because mm-hmm. you know condensed. I mean, what is it overnight? I used to work overnight Walmart a long time ago. It's like half of its teenagers with pool noodles, right? <laughs> uh, it's a lot of energy expenditure to to keep your customer base, but you know if you can condense those hours down, uh, you don't need quite as many employees to to fill out your uh, your needs. That's that's my guess on it. Um, I have not heard in months anyone talk about their investments. Or, or doing something they're doing for investing. I mean, I'm not talking to people about investing like regularly, but I just yeah. I mean, like for a couple of years, it was like, hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing this. Um, like a whole tons of people. Like I, I've barely done anything ever investing, and suddenly I'm making money on this. I don't. Uh, uh, I just haven't heard anyone talk about it lately. I don't know if there's a the shift on like personal investing. We, we just talked about it. Did you not hear our conversation? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. The secondary market. Yeah, the whiskeys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I heard that loud and clear. Okay. <laughs> it's good investment okay, so right there. <laughs> stock market is the part that I'm like oh, oh. stocks. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that's a whole thing there too, right? Like, uh, but that's that's so tangent. Um, but yeah, I was just seeing if like you guys experienced that with like your industries or like, cause at least from different industries that I have my hands in, right. Like it feels like pretty much full, all, all systems go right. No, no stopping. Uh, which, it, which, yeah. So I have a side hustle that I, it's a Christmas side hustle. Mm-hmm. I raised prices 25% this year. And so far, nobody's balked at the price increase. Which, so, which, if we're going down a hill, mm-hmm. you would start balking at yeah. any price increase. And yeah, nobody's questioned it. And that, that's what, like, like, like my side hustle selling games, right? Like, I've increased prices there. They're still selling like hotcakes. That's pretty much what's over on this side. On the, on the other side, that's why. Yeah. Selling <laughs> like, uh, board games? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, that's awesome. You've got your own you made? No, no, no. Not my own. I, I just uh, I just buy what I think is going to do well and then sell. Most of the time, it's, our, you know, I, it's usually like the um, games with like a lot of miniatures um, oh. or like very, very complicated uh um they just people just love them so warhammer 40k that i have not gotten into uh that one's like too much uh 
stuff that I have to compete against. So I try some other other niches. Yeah. But yeah. Got an example? Um, so one was uh, a game called um, Tainted Grail, which did really well. Um, it's. I really thought you were going to say Monopoly. <laughs> no, I, um, uh, there's another game. I uh, it's called Oath Sworn that just came out. There's a, a version of Jurassic Park. I'm hoping to do well. Uh, Marvel, Uni yeah, Marvel United X Men um, that just dropped. Uh, it, the game sucks, but the the miniatures are very. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. The, the game, it, it's not my cup of tea, right? Um, uh, but uh, man, does that thing sell? Uh, do you have a website? No, I just do it all on eBay, man. Like, I don't want to manage another website. That's the last thing I want to do. Right? This is supposed to be oh, passive yeah. income. Passive income is you know as much as I can make it. All I do is just. Uh, Set it up on eBay, um, and then just draw the do, do the fulfillment because like uh, UPS is just like pretty much two three minutes away, so I don't have to do too much. Uh, I haven't been on eBay for a couple like couple years, but if, do, do you have your own like what shop or place? Yeah, um, shelf life games and relics. Um, but right now I've I've uh, did not um, list any products right now because uh, I have a work event that i got to go to next week so oh, <laughs> to manage okay. that pretty nicely but like don't buy honestly they're all overpriced like if you need it just like send me a message i'll i'll, I'll hook you up <laughs> oh we we try to promote you know for stuff oh no no no, no 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 like uh, yeah that's that's uh <laughs> no uh no, yeah, need, no we appreciate yeah. you coming on <laughs> no and you're you're awesome man now anything um, for you, man. Anything like uh, I appreciate it. Um, and I, if you ever need anybody to chat again, I'm happy to. Um, I'd love to talk to you about the product feed stuff with organic. If you know, just uh, that's something that I'm getting stuck on. But um, uh, yeah, like yeah, definitely do not buy anything off of Shelf Life Games and Relics. It's all overpriced. <laughs> Most of the people that buy it on there can afford it, so that's why. So. <laughs> Oh, um, well, I wasn't trying to, sh oh. didn't want to shoot you off, but if you want to go through, uh, oh, no, no, got no. some, uh, got yeah. some questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Casey should have had these pulled up. What? I know. Again, a failure. Speaker questions. <laughs> Let's see. I feel like I need some whiskey now, you know? <laughs> right. oh. This is, this is the perfect time for it. We go through some questions at the end and. It's always a, a grab bag of uh, uh, never know what you're gonna get. Uh, I had uh, one, one. My first time delivering the question was just absolutely. Ask, ask him your question. Ask him your question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it um, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar, and why did you think you were gonna get away with it? Who me? <laughs> Could it be? <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. So we'll start off with some easy ones. What is your favorite book? Oh man, is that an easy one? Like I, I, I um, 
I go back to I like really like I honestly like really um, campy. Uh, well, sometimes campy, but it's like just just trashy sci-fi, just good, just brain dumps. But like one of the ones that I always go back to is a, a book called Lucifer's Hammer. Um, it's about uh, comets uh, hitting the world, and it's just chaos. Like it, it's not post-apocalyptic, but it's just like apocalyptic just before the chaos, right? Um, and, uh, it just got me into a lot of different, um, sci-fi, uh, that I read. It was like one of the first ones that I really read as a, as a teenager. I can't even remember at this point, but yeah, I think that was my favorite. Okay. Check that one out. Yeah, you see, I am Kevin's more the sci-fi book type of guy. I'm more of business learning books oh yeah like i i hate saying this one um as far as the business side of things um i really enjoyed um uh 48 laws of power um i liked it because uh it just it helped me just like kind of frame like okay are people trying to manipulate me right or like are they you know it just kind of also helped me set some expectations but now i i, I can barely remember what, what i read from it but i just remember like uh for example like um uh, uh your your reputation is everything right guard it with your life right like um was the message um and that just stuck with me because uh, like a lot of in the book there's uh the law and then like people that kind of there's ways you can kind of bend that law or just do a reversal but this one was like there is no there's no um reversal for this one you you just your reputation is everything right so nice okay i just finished never splits a difference never splits the difference yeah it's by uh fbi negotiator chris voss dude it it really has made me think about like even from like negotiating for a car he goes into how to do that what questions to ask like never ask a why question huh okay because why would you do that i mean it comes off offensive oh yeah yeah um just learned that on tiktok yeah. And so if, if you say why, you'd be like, you, you uh, say, I want to know that because <laughs> I'm yeah. asking because, yeah. Yeah. Um, why is an offensive question? It is an offensive question. I can see. Huh. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very bad at that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like he, he said there was only one reason to use why. And it was like, if you're trying to understand why they're coming to you for help, Kevin, why are you coming to me? You have men as an awesome resource. And so he's coming saying, to me. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying something good about somebody and trying to get them to open up why they're asking you for help. Because mm-hmm. men's probably a way better resource than I am. Ah, I can that's tell you not that. true. That's not true. Much more trustworthy. <laughs> but, okay. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. 
Are there any positions or opinions that you have recently changed your mind on? Oh, man, I feel like this is like a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. Hmm. That's a good one. Like, so I, I subscribe to Reddit. There's a, a thread called uh, Change or a subreddit called uh, Change My View. And like that, that uh, subreddit just always changes my view on something, um, whether it's politics or just like how I should be handling things. Like, uh, it's nice to see people's opinion out there that will, they just simply, uh, you get all sides and it's not really arg argumentative in the way that that is negative, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's uh, productive. Um, and so, oh man, um, that's actually one of the ones like with my wife uh, asking why in the, my tone, I'm not necessarily why, asking why, but just my tone in the way I talk to my wife. All right. Uh, she has mentioned like I can be very abrasive. So um, uh, I've self-reflected on that and have definitely, um, okay, I'm kind of an asshole. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have you yeah, changed your ways or still I have, I, I'm not going to speak for myself on <laughs> but it feels like uh I think uh, there's some progress there. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Uh, Are you going to say Casey? Um I I'm muff very abrasive people too and so I totally get that. I have to people always wonder why I'm so quiet and it's like because I have to think about what I'm going to say or you're not going to be happy with me it's that's you know, just... and I feel like I come from a good spot right like at the end of the day I, right I feel like most people that just say what they want to say they really genuinely are uh are coming from a good place right like because uh, like I think about like in in marketing or just like uh what, what companies have been doing um like pepsi came out with that that commercial with the uh, i think it was kylie jenner right like if they had us on staff that commercial would never exist guarantee yep <laughs> yeah so you know there's a there's a plus and minus to everything because I, I i feel like i would have spoken up and i'm like ah, you don't want to do that yeah <laughs> not so good <laughs> All right. If you could live anywhere, where would you live? Oh man. Um, so it's funny you ask this because, like, uh, my wife and I, we um, we're wanting to move further north. Uh, we really don't know where, uh, but Minnesota has been um, kind of like the spot that we keep talking about because it's closer to her family, and um, and yeah. So like that that uh, if that's probably there uh i know it sounds boring right like i'm a military brat um and i was in the military so i've lived quite a bit of places and i just want to i just like to go and experience something new and so minnesota would definitely be way different from what i'm used yeah. to yeah it, i've been there i went there once for like four or five days a couple of years yeah. ago and it's a totally different cold Oh, see, everybody says yeah. that. So. <laughs> and yeah, well, okay, like me, I'm a shorts and t-shirt guy, like year round. 
but here it gets cold. There it's more like a dry cold. Like it was minus five, and I walked out in shorts and okay t-shirt, and I was like, oh, "Good, <laughs> make the day work." So it's it's weird. Oh, like so. the the thing is, is like I would miss Texas barbecue too much. Right, like there's the food scene here is just awesome. Right. Um, yeah, like, it really is. I mean, my figure says so. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't really tell, but my, mine does too. <laughs> like yeah. I've I've I'm, I've popped a few buttons. I have I recently had to go shop at uh, at uh, what's it uh, one of those out chain stores to to buy up a new. St- size <laughs> yeah so what is what is something people often get wrong about what you do oh man um i think the biggest thing for seo is like i think p- people think it's more complicated than it needs to be um i think right like especially with all the the past r- rumor type of uh uh of just ranking factors that people would say. And it's like, oh, we need to do this or we have to do this. And it's like, no, that's not the spirit of what, uh, what um, we're trying to do or like what, the, yeah. uh, what this, what they said we should be doing. Right. Right. Like, don't worry too much about this thing. It's not that important. Right. Um, so I think that's the bis- biggest misconception. And especially right now uh, in, at my company, it's just like a lot of educating, um, uh, like here, focus on the user experience. You guys write to write. Let me worry about what the search engine is going to do about it, right? Like a lot of times just writers will be like, yeah, we have to do it. I'm SEO trained and, you know, it has to have this much keywords and things like you're focused on the wrong things. You're a writer. I'm not the writer, right? I need you to write yeah. And let me do the SEO, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I had one place I did some work for. They would put out press releases like every other week, and not do a link back. No links, no nothing. And I was like, guys, I don't care what you link. Just put a link back to our site. I don't. You can highlight if it's the word A. I do not care. I know. Like. Okay. It's getting trained people trained up yeah. to at least fall on some kind of base standards. And, you know, that's, I think that's where good agencies have the, the opportunity is just, just caring. A lot of times you'll find at least so far as like most people, they just don't care. They just do the job or whatever that is in their mind. And it's like, had you just taken the time to just connect with some of these people and just tell them, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is what we're trying to accomplish. Right. Um, you're going to do so much better than than those guys. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's where it all comes from misconceptions, right? It's just like just bad SEOs, just, just not caring, not caring, not trying to help them. Cause I'm like, I have clients that, don't pay me to do certain things, but I'll help them in a heartbeat. Cause I know if they will this, then my site over here gets a whole lot easier. Yeah. So working with 
clients to help get them going in the right direction. Even if you're not getting paid to do it, it still helps you. Yeah. And I, I hear you loud and clear. Like, it feels like, I mean, we don't want, we want to avoid over siloing, but if you've got people like we were, you were talking about earlier, getting people who are passionate about something. If I know I'm working with people who are like really into what they're doing, you know, we can more or less stay in our lane and collaborate where we need to. And I can put on my blinders to certain things. Right. Yeah. I'm so much more like, yeah, I'm going this cause they've got that. Um, but if I'm working with people that is like, I kind of feeling like, all right, is anybody on this on the same page? I'm I'm so much less productive because I'm like worried, like, okay, I've got to worry about this. I've got to worry about this, and this is way outside my wheelhouse. So. Yeah, yeah, just makes it makes the day a lot longer. And I'm like, just if if you're gonna slack ass, at least you know do something a little bit, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah. Or, uh, but if you're not, then just just get out of the way, all right? Get out of the way. Let let us do what we came here to do, all right? So yeah. you have set the bar a little high there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. Last question: How do you want to be remembered? Oh man, um, I, I honestly have never thought about this. Um, my initial gut reaction is. Uh, I hope that I was kind, um, that I left. No, I, I hope I didn't make anybody feel um, bad. Uh, it's actually, it gives me anxiety thinking about how many people that I potentially have wronged or have wronged and probably need to make amends on that, you know? And so I definitely hope, you know, or, not remembered at all is fine too. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> Mostly unforgettable or forgettable. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, this is great. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, like, I hope uh, this was helpful or at least in some form uh, worth uh, your time. Um, Oh, this is fantastic right. material, man! Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I got I've got some whiskeys I need to. Look. There's a whole like <laughs> secondary market. Is this where we're calling things now? So, yes. <laughs> and that is awesome. All right, thanks so much, guys. All right, we'll be back next you. week. And thank you so much, man. All right, thank thanks. you. All right.